0: Welcome to the Bright Light Podcast as we discuss Week Five of the NFL season. What were your thoughts, guys? Week Five was good football.
1: Yeah, some uh, yeah, it was good, very good. Yeah, good football. Some um, interesting games. I definitely missed a few picks this week for sure.
2: Oh yeah, me too.
0: John, I have to tell you, Wayne's catching you, and I'm pulling away.
2: Uh, I know I'm depressed. Believe me, I'm gonna try myself to sleep. You talk a lot
0: of junk. Week one, you've been fading ever since.
2: <laughs> I did. I did. I was running my mouth. Yeah. Right. yeah. It happens every time I run my mouth too. You know, every time I run my mouth, even even that Bucks game, I was running my mouth. Look at the Buck. Look at the Bucks, and then it just fell apart.
0: And then I couldn't get. And uh, then I couldn't get a hold of you. I kept saying, "Where's John at?" No,
2: was- oh no, I was smashing my phone at that point. I don't want to hear from nobody.
0: All right, so we'll get right into our topics for the week. Uh, as we do every week, we talk about various things that happen in week five. Uh, first off, we'll talk off top top performers. Uh, Ty, we'll let you go first. Who's your top performer this week?
1: This week, I have the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Looked very impressive, very methodical, made some great decisions against the defense that shut down Lamar Jackson, uh, the, last year's running MVP. Uh Derek was twenty-two of thirty-one for three hundred and forty-seven yards and three touchdowns and was definitely the biggest influence in them winning of that game besides the Raiders defense, of course. So Derek Carr. All
0: right. He played he did play really good against the defending Super Bowl champs. Um John, who do you have?
2: Uh he just took mine, so you go ahead, Josh. I'll come up with somebody. Right,
0: All right, I got um I got Chase Claypool, of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's rookie the wide receiver. Uh, you know, Big Ben is good at making receivers good as he did Antonio Brown and many others through his career. Um, Claypool had seven catches for 110 yards and three touchdowns, and then had a fourth rushing touchdown. So four touchdowns by a rookie. There's a lot of rookies that don't get four touchdowns the whole season and he had all in one game. So um he played really well. Um Steelers look good. He's out performing uh, uh smith right now smith's euster um so he he could be a number one receiver for them here soon john who you got
2: well i guess i'm gonna have to go since he took my 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 las vegas uh, oakland raiders and the awesome job they did against kansas city i gotta go with my backup which is gonna have to be the tennessee titans as far as a specific performer I don't know, but they went up against a Bills team that was. Uh, how, about you just, good. how about you
0: just pick uh, Derrick Henry's arms?
2: Yeah, Derrick Derrick Henry. Anybody that didn't watch the game, you could just go back and watch that highlight of him uh, absolutely murdering uh, Josh Norman, uh, and that's that's his trademark. Uh, he, he's he's the new version of Marshawn Lynch, no doubt about it. The new 2.0 Marshawn Lynch. I love watching them. That's a big part of why I love that team. And uh, Tannehill just played played real poised and real controlled, and they, they just took it to the Bills, took it to them hard. And so there you go, top performer.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of uh, Panther fans were cheering on Derrick Henry when he gave him that stiff arm.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't think he's landed yet. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we, we gave him a stiff arm when he wanted to have a fat contract. Yeah, yeah, but
0: let him go. And As we should. I'm glad we didn't spend the money because he wasn't, uh, he didn't panned out for any other team he's been on. All right. So um, let's exactly. we'll let everybody know Wayne's a little behind tonight. So we're we moving along. It's the show. We can't stop for anybody. So we're going to move on. So we're going to talk about worst performers next. And John, I'll let you go first.
2: Well, I, again, I got a whole team here. Uh, Unfortunately, the worst performer was the San Francisco defense. The San Francisco defense gave up 43 points to the Miami Dolphins. Fitzpatrick was 22 of 28, 350 yards and three touchdowns, and it looked like he was having a field day. He was just throwing stuff up like he was just on fire and just couldn't be stopped. Um, The San Francisco defense, a huge fall from grace uh, from last year. And, of course, they don't have Bosa, which was the absolute spark plug to that whole defense. But uh, San Francisco defense, bottom performer, garbage, 43 points from the Miami Dolphins.
0: You sure it went Dan Marino?
2: You damn looked like it.
0: <laughs> Ty, who would you have as your worst performer this week? Uh,
1: I will, I will say on that, John, they have a lot of injuries on the defense outside of the Bosa. You know, Sherman hasn't played either. So, I um, mean, you know, I think they should have – Chart a couple, couple games ago, I watched, and it was like 20 players, like for the whole team. I'm sure most of my defense. So um, th- they're definitely going to struggle through this season. Uh, my worst performer, I was really disappointed in Phillip Rivers 21 of 33, 243, and two interceptions. I think um, if he would have had a better game, they could have beat the Browns. Um, I think he just put the whole team in some in some bad situations throughout the game with some bad picks. Um, so he was my biggest disappointment for the week, uh, worst performer.
0: Yeah, um he didn't play good at all. That th- that team has a really good offensive line and they can do things if he plays better. Um uh, my before poor performer of the week, I'm going with Jimmy G. He was horrible. He was seven to seventeen for seventy-seven yards and two interceptions and sacked three times. Uh his QBR was one point four and he was benched at halftime. Um for the backup quarterback. I know he was uh, out a couple weeks with an the injury. Um, they say he's not very mobile, so maybe he is throwing isn't accurate there because he's still injured. But uh, he was bad enough that they benched him at halftime. Uh, but I don't think it really mattered because, as, as John talked about, um, that defense couldn't stop a nosebleed the entire game against the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, it's seems like I bet they're not going to bring him back either. Oh, yeah.
0: So... Um. So next topic, we'll go, go into our power rankings this week. Um. So Ty, what's your top five teams after uh, Week Five of the NFL season?
1: Uh, how about you go first, Josh? You don't get to go first very often. Let's see right. your top five. I'll buddy. go
0: first here. Um. So the Chiefs have been dethroned. They played a they played a close game against the the Chargers. You know they dominated the Ravens, uh, but the The Raiders put it to them. I mean, they just – Chiefs couldn't stop them. Uh, So I'm going – my new number one team right now is the Packers. They looked unstoppable so far until – and they're still undefeated. Uh, So they have my number one team. I have the Chiefs at number two. Um, I have Seahawks at number three. And I have Titans at number four. And I have the Ravens at number five. Uh Titans uh they looked really good last night against the um against the Bills and they didn't get a lot of practice with the whole COVID thing. They had to be isolated. I know they had little, you know, get togethers, but um no full bone practices and they come out and they look dominant. Um they Josh Allen brought him back to the earth after his beginning of the season performance. So uh I think the Titans are deserving to be in the top five. John, what you
1: got?
2: All right, well, when I look at the rankings, sometimes I go look at what the NFL has for their rankings, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, I got to put my five teams as the five teams I don't want to play. The five teams, chances are if I'm any other team, I'm going to lose. And so for me, I still can't take Kansas City off the top. I know everybody else will. They lost a game to to Oakland. I mean, it would make sense to take them off. But I still got them number one. The Packers, number two. I got to move Titans all the way to number three. Uh, they're, they're killing it. They're on a roll, and as it gets cold, I damn sure don't want to play them. Uh, Seahawks, I'm putting in number four, but I'm very skeptical of the Seahawks. You guys know that. Um, and I put Ravens, number five. Again, they're a solid team. I really wouldn't want to play. Uh, that's my top five, and that's my reason. What you got, Ty? Ty?
1: Uh, that's a very good top five, John, and I like the way you approach that uh, because I, I, I personally don't even look at the NFL ranks that that they send out because I think like they're garbage and I, and it's like who's probably the most popular and like best for TV ratings, you know? I think they base it off that, and I'm, I see them each week. I might go that's garbage, so I don't even look at them anymore. Uh, my top five, um, I'm kind of like John on who I go with, but number one, uh, Seattle. I was really impressed by the way they came back and stayed poised and. Russell Wilson just, you know, let him right back like he's done tons of times. And, uh, side note on that, he got, uh, ranked 99 on Madden today. So congrats, Russell Wilson. Uh, number two, I have the Green Bay Packers. Um, number three, Kansas City. I still think they're a team to be, uh, forced to be reckoned with. Number four, I have the Rams and number five, uh, I'm introducing the Tennessee Titans. I do like their team. I think Tannehill is a great quarterback. Derrick Henry is a beast, and uh, they did take it to the Bills um, this uh, yesterday. So, um, Tennessee, and number five for me. All right. So, next uh,
0: we have is um, we're going to talk about uh, surprise teams that performed well this year uh, that we didn't really necessarily think uh, they were going to. Uh, I'll start this one off as well. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, get out of here! <laughs> I, they've lost two games, but I, I will I will say the, the probably the team that we thought was going to be the best in the NFC, the Saints. They beat the Saints pretty handily, uh, and then they beat the Chiefs last week pretty handily. Uh, I know they have two losses, but they uh, they're a young team. They got t- their top two receivers are rookies. Uh, they have a second year guy running back. Um, so they've uh, they've surprised me this year. I, I didn't think they'd do what they uh, have done so far. So they're my surprise team so far this year. John, who's yours?
2: Well, uh, I got to go with a no brainer, and that's the Browns. I mean, Browns are I think four and one. They lost their first game, and they've been on a tear. Uh, even though they got all the talent in the world on paper, we all kind of expect them just to just to screw it up. And so far this year. They're doing pretty decent. Um, that whole division is is stacked at 4-1. Uh, well, you got the Steelers at the top, and then you got the Ravens and the Browns tied at second place. Who would have expected that at this time of year? So my surprise team is the Browns are actually doing what they're supposed to do. What you got, Ty? Uh,
1: my biggest surprise – and not really surprised that they're doing well, but Seattle is five and zero for the first time in franchise history. Um, you know we have some question marks about their defense coming in the season and early on, but Pete Carroll has done a good job of rallying that team to uh, be five and zero, um, and that's my biggest surprise. And uh, happy for that team. Happy for uh, Greg Olson, who got released by the Panthers, but wanted to go somewhere to have a chance at the Super Bowl, and he found it with the Seattle Seahawks.
0: All right, so um, next we'll get into, uh, you know, we talk about surprise teams that are playing good. Let's talk about surprise teams that aren't playing good that we thought would do better than they are. Um, So, uh, John, I'll let you go first here. Who's your team that has not done good this year so far?
2: Well, I've talked about them many times before, and uh, I got to talk about them again. My disappointing team is the Vikings. Um, Now, their first five games, the Packers, they lost – 43-34, Forty-three to thirty-four. Packers are a solid team, but that's a divisional opponent. And you throw out whatever you got. Colts. I don't believe in the Colts at all. But the Colts stomped them, twenty-eight to eleven. The Titans. You, I know are good. They barely lost to the Titans, thirty-one to thirty. The Texans. They finally got a W, uh, thirty-one to twenty-three. And the Seahawks came back and, uh, and and beat them by one point. But I expected the Vikings to. Uh, I, I mean, be three and two at this point. But they're they're uh, only got one win. And they don't look good. They just don't look good. Period. They don't look good. I love the running back. I love the the wide receiver. Kirk Cousins was supposed to be somebody, but he is he's killing that team um, for the Vikings. Disappointing.
0: You know, and talk about that. Um, they were up big on the Titans. They were up by I think two scores on the Seahawks. They should they should have won those two ball games. You shouldn't lose big leads like that. Um, and so they they really haven't looked good and gave up big leads in games, almost like the Falcons. Alright Ty, yep. who's your um what team is not surprising to you this year that's played poorly?
1: Um, I have I have two. Um because one is like a disappointment and one is is just a surprise. If you all with that. The first one is my biggest surprise that they're doing so poorly is Dallas. You look at that roster on paper, you bring in a new coach, you have a quarterback in his franchise, I mean his contract year. Looking to be the franchise guy, and he wants to be paid forty million a year. And uh, they come out and they're two and three right now, thanks to the Red Rocket Andy Dalton got in a second window tonight. But um, they could very easily be zero and five, so that's just surprising. And then um, my biggest disappointment and a team that I like um, is the San Diego, uh, yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. Excuse me, uh, they're one and four, but that team's very talented. Um, they've dealt with some injuries too, but I, I think. Um, they're they're really close on it. Like, we watched their game the other night with the Saints. Um, they barely lost that one thanks to their kicker. But this is the Herbert's been really impressive for me, and I'm um, just surprised that they're one and four. I thought they might have had to squeak out a couple more wins. But uh, I think the Charger faithful should just hold on. I think better days are coming for that organization. All right,
0: and let's uh, give some well wishes to Dak, which uh, had his ankle broke and dislocated in the game of the day, and let's hope he comes back and just as good as he was before. Uh,
1: it was a gruesome, nasty injury. Yeah, it's hard to watch, especially for a guy that everybody likes trying to leave. For, you know, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's a potential contract year. For sure.
0: All right, Wayne, I see you're joining us here. So uh, we're on the topic of um, – Teams that are surprising, that are performing very poorly. So I'll let you uh, chime yours in. Um, Go ahead. Performing poorly, team.
3: Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, all that talent they have on that team. I thought they were going to at least be in second place behind the Saints right now or be dominated, you know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. They got Hall of Famer and Tom Brady, you know six Super Bowl rings. You know, The I think the issue has to be Bruce Arians and uh, Tom Brady don't seem to get along. You know, I think Tom Brady brought in grunk, and I think Bruce Arians said, fuck that shit. I didn't want grunk. I don't fuck with tight ends. They only block for me. And that that's when they decide, okay, Tom Brady come in thinking he's paid a man and he's going to run the offense, and Bruce Arians says, fuck you. That's what I think.
1: Okay. Is it third or fourth down? Does anybody know? <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: All right, I'm gonna. Um, my My team is. I'm going with the Forty ers I know they've had a lot of injuries, but uh, that team was uh, not built for like you know a one and done team. Like that, the defensive line, defense as a whole, the offense. It was built for uh, you know a good run. And they really haven't looked good this year at all. Um Jimmy G hasn't looked good. I know he's been out hurt. Um, so that's my my team that surprisingly I thought would do better. Uh I had them losing to the Cardinals first game, but I thought they would, you know, get some wins from there and they haven't. Um so next we have um our segments a week. We we talk about topics that we uh you know we have knowledge in that we know about. So um John, let's, or Wayne, let you start off with this one uh, for your segment of the week. Let's throw some all darts. Right. I got a good dart this week.
3: Andy Dalton not only is going to lead Dallas to the playoffs, he's going to win his first playoff game this year and end up being comeback player of the year. I think that's what's going to happen. He got benched in Cincinnati last year, which is bullshit. We all know that. He's going to come to Dallas. They got the easiest schedule for the remaining of the season, the fucking easiest, Okay. They're just we know they're gonna win the division. They're gonna get a home playoff game. Okay, by that time fans are gonna be there. So they, uh, in Dallas, I think they're gonna win. They're gonna win that game. And I look at uh I look at Andy Dalton, I look at him like Nick Foles, you know, the little spark. Yes, Dax Prescott, he's not gonna replace Dax Prescott. We all know the fucking fucker's great, okay? There's no question Dax Prescott is the man. But it reminds me of Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady, okay. Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. We all know at that point in time, Drew Bledsoe was a much better quarterback than Tom Brady was then. Okay? The whole offense changed when Tom Brady got in there. Okay? They they decided to run the ball a little bit more. They played more solid defense because they were running the ball, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Again, I'm not saying Andy Dalton is going to win the Super Bowl, but I can see him getting his first playoff win. I can see Dallas getting their first playoff win in, what, 20 years?
0: Okay. All right, that's Wayne's dart of the week.
2: And for everybody that doesn't know, let me just add to that. Uh, even though Wayne denies it, he once said that Andy Dalton was better than Tom Brady. I
3: never said Tom Brady. So. But pay to man, is sure as hell is.
2: Oh, there's, <laughs> no, there's another
0: dart. Watch out, John. He's throwing them at you.
2: Uh,
0: I'd uh, like,
1: uh, Josh, can I, can I respond to Wayne's yes. dart? Yeah, I just want to – act man, that's, that's probably the best start he's thrown. Uh, he's right on Dallas' schedule. The division is crap. Andy Dalton is talented. He was never the problem in Cincinnati. Now he has talented receivers and C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. He's licking his chops. He's got an offensive line. And now he's got – and now Dallas, this might be – you know, I hate what happened to Dak. This might be a great thing for Dallas. They're going to go back to a run-centered offense with Zeke. And give their defense a rest because you know, when you, your quarterback's throwing 500 yards a game, that's great statistically, but historically, that doesn't win you ball games, right? So, like, what Dallas is gonna have to do, go back to being a little more centered, you know, give Zeke the ball, let you know, feed Zeke, whatever he's got tattooed on his stomach now. But, um, I think that's gonna be the best thing for Dallas this season. All right, John, so
2: I, I got one thing, I, I think the problem there. The only problem there, I I, I love uh, the Andy Dalton coming in there. Everything will be great. But I still that, – that, that head coach is not doing it for me over there in, in the Dallas. Head coach? And the play calling and stuff. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna have to be smart with their play calling.
1: Yeah, I think – I mean, I, you know, I think putting Andy Dalton in there is going to force them to change that, John. I think they're going to be like, okay, maybe we should actually take a step back and exactly. do some self-reflection and realize that then you get back to – Running the football, which is what they're best at, and, and what they're and built Light for.
3: McCartney, didn't he win a Super Bowl with your boy Rogers?
2: Rogers, and I'm impressed. Why?
3: Well, I forgot the players <laughs> won the Super Bowls, right, John? Not coaches. That's
2: Brett Favre's team. He won with Brett Favre's oh, team. What's the name? Won
3: six games the year before.
2: Suck it. <laughs> Stop for my segment. We're moving on. All
0: right, John, you're next.
2: Okay, my segment is overrated, and we're going to talk overrated. And we've already hit on it today. So my overrated player, very, very overrated, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, the man that was supposed to come after Tom Brady, Bill Belichick handpicked him in the second round. He's going to be his savior after Tom Brady. And he wanted to trade Tom Brady, and Robert Kraft comes in there and says, "Hell no, you're not. You're yeah, not trading my Tom Brady." And he gets rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Best decision he could have done. Brady goes on to win a Super Bowl, and what does Jimmy Garoppolo does? He comes to San Francisco, and he wins five games, and they are down on their knees. Look at this, God is here. Look at this, Jimmy Garoppolo go. And what do they do? The next year, they give him a $137.5 million contract, which was the highest at the time. A fucking 5-0 and o starting quarterback gets a giant contract. What does he do the next year? He tears his fucking ACL. That's what he does. He doesn't do shit. And now you want to talk about last year. They went all the way to the Super Bowl. Whoopty fucking dude. You know why they went to the Super Bowl? They went to the Super Bowl because they got a stellar defense, and they got a fucking a hell of a running game that year. Let me talk about the playoffs, when they finally made it to the playoffs. The first game, 11 completions out of 19 attempts, 131 yards. Whoopty fucking do against Minnesota. Green Bay, they beat Green Bay. He was six completions for eight attempts for 77 yards. The running back ran for 220 yards in that game. And finally in the Super Bowl, he had a decent game, 20 completions, 31 attempts for 219 yards. But guess what, guys? That's right. He threw two picks, and that's why they lost that fucking game. Jimmy Garoppolo never would have replaced Tom Brady. It's absolute bullshit that Bill Belichick thought that, and it goes right into my segment last, last week, which is Bill Belichick is overrated. He got lucky with Tom Brady, and he's carried Bill Belichick the entire time. And now we get to see what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Jimmy Garoppolo is a benched quarterback that's way overpaid. Jimmy Garoppolo overrated as hell next.
0: And there's John's overrated segment of the week. All right, Ty you're next.
1: John, does, does Bill Belichick get credit for trading Jimmy G?
2: No, that was Robert Kraft.
1: <laughs> okay. I was just wondering. Um, so I changed up my segment a little bit this week just cause we didn't, uh, we're not, we're not going to incorporate it. Um, I would like to do a little buy-and-selling and then kind of incorporate everybody. I uh, just have a few questions here. So if uh, I'll just give everybody opinion on it real quick and we'll move, we'll move on to the next one. Um, I'm curious to hear everybody's thoughts on uh, if Tyrod Taylor, Robert. Uh, if, uh, I, I want you to tell me if you're going to buy or sell it. That's what the segment's labeled this week. Are, are you going to buy or sell Tyrod Taylor returning as a starter? Um, like Anthony Lynn has said he will when he gets back. But, guys, i tell you the other day, you know, Monday night, Justin Herbert looked really good, and he did a good job of getting out of the pocket and making tight throws. And at the end of the game, uh, he made some—he made a great throw to Williams on the sideline when the game – you know, fourth and seven when the game mattered. And even uh, Steve Levy said uh, – or Monday Night Football is like, oh, bright lights. You know, he he didn't fold under the bright lights. And I was like, hey, it's us. But uh, is anybody buying Tyrod Taylor returning as a starter or are you guys selling it?
3: He ain't coming back as a starter. There's no fucking way. they would be fools. How, how do you how do you not let the guy progress? Yeah. Chargers ain't gonna win shit this year, but he's gonna progress each week. Right. And, and there's no way that
0: you put him back to the right. bench.
3: It'd be the stupidest fucking thing they could do.
0: Yeah, I'm selling as well. I don't think he comes back as a starter. I think he's just trying to talk him up. Um. Uh, Herbert's performed better than he did when he started, and I don't see them turning around with his performance he's had so far this year.
2: Well.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'll go ahead, Dan. Is the, is, the
2: question, is the question, will Tyrod Taylor ever start for the Chargers again? Is that what the question is? No, no.
1: No, it's like uh, – so Anthony Lynn has been pretty vocal about – Tyrod Taylor's my guy. When he is healthy, he's back to being a starter.
2: I think he's going to throw. Are you, are you, are you that? Him out. I think he's going to throw him out there again, uh, at least one time. And if he wins a game, who mm-hmm. knows? Long term, right. no. But I root for Tyrod Taylor. I'm sorry. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm a little. I'm a little partial here. I don't do. I, do I think he's going to lead a team to the Super Bowl? No. I'm just rooting for the guy as a person. And if if you're going to come out there and say all that, he's. You're right. He said you shouldn't lose your job to a medical injury like that. That's the doctor's fault, and I fully agree. And the man should get another start. Um I know the the rookie quarterback has done his look good but are they winning games? No, they're not winning. What's this about? It's about winning. And throw him out there. Throw Tyrod Taylor. If he throws three picks, you can justifiably pull him. If he doesn't, let him roll. He's going to give you a running element. It's it, it it may not be the worst thing for you right now.
1: All right. Uh do good job, Taylor. I like your point, John. I think you know I you know, I think it depends on how long until he can come back. Um you know, if it's a few more weeks and Herbert's been there six or seven games at this point, they might leave him. You know, so um, I, I'm selling Tyrod Taylor could come back week one, but just to, it all depends on how long before he comes back. Um, next, next question I have for you guys: uh, with the Browns being four one, are you buying that team as they're legit four one, or are you selling them and think they're going to collapse? Because here's the truth of it: they played one good team. And the Ravens, and they got smoked. The other wins are against the Bengals, the Reds, uh, the, the Washington football team, the Cowboys, and then the, you know they beat the Colts the other day. So, are you buying the Browns' legitimacy, or you think they're going to fold as the season goes on?
3: Uh, me, I, I just want to point out that the Browns are four yeah, well, one right now for the first time since Bill Belichick was their head coach. Just saying, okay? It's been ninety-five, and second of all, they had playing the. NFC East, and they're playing, I think it's the AFC South. Okay. That's, I, I think they definitely, they definitely have a shot to make the playoff. They definitely have a shot to win 10 games. So I'm buying it. I'm buying this week. And I say so, this week against Pittsburgh it. is huge.
1: Just... Agreed.
0: I'm, uh, I'm selling. There haven't been any good football teams yet. Um, I think that they start playing some t- more competitive teams. They're gonna start losing some ball games, uh, so I'm selling. John.
2: Ah oh, man, this is a tough one, but I I gotta sell just because I expected the Browns to be better last year and they choked on me last year, so I expect them to choke on me this year. I'm selling.
1: <laughs> the Browns are choking on John. Quote of the
2: night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh yeah, uh I mean I'm selling them. They might make the playoffs, but I think once they play, uh you know, a good team, they're going to get smoked. Especially Nate Chubb being hurt. I don't know how long he's out. Uh, I got a couple more just because I think these are really juicy conversations that I would like to have with you guys. Um, do you think after the win Sunday, do the Raiders have a chance at winning the division? Buy or sell? Not even win, but do they have a chance at the? No do they have a chance to win?
3: No fucking way! I'm not buying that one bit. Right. It's Kansas City's fucking division. Divisional play doesn't mean shit. <laughs> okay. You know, we know what happens in division. The fucking Bengals could come out and blow out the fucking Ravens next. Uh, you know, next time they play, it's division. Hell, the fucking Land of Falcons blew out you guys when you went 15 and one. It doesn't mean Atlanta was gonna fucking win the division. Fuck that,
0: Josh. <laughs> Um, I'm going, I'm going to, uh, sell, but I would I would, they have a chance. I mean, they play the Browns, which they can win. They play the chargers twice. They play the Broncos twice. They play the jets. They play the Falcons. They play the Colts and they play the dolphins. Uh, so looking at the raw, looking at their schedule, they play the chiefs one more time and they have Tampa Bay. That's really all the teams that have the, just look really good right now. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. They got a chance. Um, they got a chance to be dethrone the Chiefs. I'm not sure what the Chiefs' schedule looks like, but um, I'm going to sell. But I, I, they have the opportunity with the schedule they have. All right. So it sounds like you're buying. All right, John. <laughs>
2: I think he said he was selling. He said a lot of positive stuff, and he yeah, sold it. Yeah. that's <laughs> exactly. Hey, Josh,
1: Josh, Josh, it's just buyer selling the opportunity with the win. I'm going to go. With it, I'm yeah. going to go with buy them with their schedule they have. All right. Yeah, it's not not that they're going to win. It's with the with, when it comes down in the, the season, last few games, will they be uh, in contention?
2: Will they be in contention? I, I I don't even know what the question is, but all I hey. can say was fuck no. Kansas City's taking that division. And and whatever, whatever the Raiders are or what the Raiders are, it's like you said last week, when a new coach comes in, it's about week year four. You really expect to see it. They're making a turn. They're improving. They're only going to grow from here. But, damn, you got a fucking juggernaut in Kansas City at the top, and it's going to take a lot to knock that off. Uh
1: Here's a, here's a good one. Uh, is there, are you buying or selling? Dwayne Haskins gets released. Cam Newton – Slides in Washington football team next year.
3: Uh, you know what? I, I'm not buying Lame. that. And, and the reason for so is because they brought in Cal Allen. They brought in fucking Cal Allen when they had a chance to sign Cam already. And yeah, and if anyone knew how healthy or unhealthy Cam was, it was Ron Rivera. And he, I guess he just didn't want to bring him in. They could have brought Cam in already. I, I don't see that happening. And we all think that uh, Cam's going to either end up in New York or maybe Dallas.
0: Josh. So Wayne, you're trying to tell me that Andy Dalton's going to lead the Cowboys to oh, the playoffs, and then win a playoff game. No, I'm not saying. I'm Cam. saying there's a possibility that Jerry
3: Jones sees Cam and oh my god, I can get Cam. I, oh.
0: I'm actually, I'm actually going to buy this. Haskins. They were talking about his maturity level. Was he was you know they were getting throttled. Um, two weeks ago in their game, and, and Haskins is hoping and holler because yep. he had 300 yards passing uh, like he like he did something. So, I think his maturity level is uh, very bad. You know, Ron Rivera don't deal with that type stuff. So, I wouldn't see them uh, let him go. Uh, if they don't draft a quarterback um, in the first round, I can see them going after Cam if he doesn't re-sign with the, pay- the Pats. Right.
2: John? This specific topic, is Haskins going to get released? Absolutely. Um, it, it is. Is Cam Newton going to slide in there? I don't think so. Um, I, I'll tell you this. Did, did you, do you guys know why Haskins got drafted? I read this in an article.
1: Yes, because Dan Gilbert's – I'm not getting – yeah. Is that, is that the owner of Yeah, him? It, yeah Dan Gilbert's not, kids went
2: to school with him,
1: right? So he's a favorite.
2: That's right. That's right. He got drafted because of that. And, yeah, they, they benched him so they – they started the process and getting rid of him. He's going to go out the door. They're going to have to do some rebuilding. But again, I see Cam going to one of the New York teams. Uh, as I've said before, I don't, I don't see him going anywhere else.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm buying the Dwayne Haskins release. That's not Ron Rivera's guy. He was he was drafted before he got there. I don't think he fits the system. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, he threw for three hundred yards. He was crying about, but he literally had had like the second lowest acute you know rating in the league. So yeah. uh, release on that. And I guess I asked the Cam reunion part because I'm a little sentimental. I think Ron and Cam are great together. I kind of like to see that um, I thought, Last. I,
2: think, I, I don't want to add one thing. I think Ron Rivera knows he made a mistake with Cam. I think he's a hard, tough-nosed football coach, and I think he got a little soft with Cam. I think that's part of the reason he didn't know how injured he was going into those two uh, games. Like the last game, uh, Cam Newton couldn't run, and the coach is kidding me. I think he gave him too many breaks. I think he doesn't want to get back in that situation. I think he wants to learn from it, and I think he wants to move on. Okay. Uh,
1: I got one more just because I think this would be an interesting discussion for our group here. Uh, does anybody have any notion that the Texans players may have tanked to get rid of Bill O'Brien? And the reason I say that is to go out and win this week with Romeo Crennel, the oldest coach in league history, and – there have been many reports. It's not rumors, it's not speculation. It's from players' mouths, multiple people that the players hated Bill O'Brien. He didn't connect with them. He didn't care about their families or them personally. And it just was not a good environment in the Texans. So, do you think that there was a chance, you know, that the the, the Texans went 0-4 until they got him fired?
3: Uh, I guess I'll go first herself. again. Uh, I'm going to sell that because uh... – the first three games of the season he played probably the three toughest teams a top five in most people power rankings okay. they weren't going to win that game no matter who the fucking coach was whether it was Romeo Cornell or fucking Bill Belich for that matter okay. they were okay and coach you get that new vibe you get that. so I'm not surprised they won this past week you know
2: All right. All right. Um, absolutely. I believe they did it. And um, because exactly what you said, Bill O'Brien, he couldn't relate to the players, couldn't relate to their families. And what coaching tree does he come down? Bill Belichick. And if Bill Belichick wasn't a winner because of Tom Brady, he wouldn't have, he'd have players doing the same thing. And I didn't let this go in the last segment, but Bill Belichick is a kidnapper. Okay. I got connections to Boston. I got enough freck- freckles where I know, and, and he's been caught numerous times with people in the trunk, and they let him go because he's Bill Belichick. That's just the level he is. But he's absolute control freak and ice cold. He likes to kidnap people just to control them and then let them go. And, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And Bill O'Brien is the same psychopath that Bill Belichick is. And so yeah, they quit on him.
1: I like it, Josh. All right, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna buy this too. Actually, I'm gonna say. Um i must say they, they went out with the mindset of tanking, but when you don't like your head coach, you're not going to give 100% effort. You don't give 100% effort, you don't win ball games. So I, I want to say, you know, with um, Hopkins leaving and some of the things I heard about how he talked down on him and as being the number one receiver in the league or top three, um, I, 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 want to buy, I buy it that they didn't give him 100% as um, their head coach. Um, because of the way he treated them.
1: All right, Josh, that's all I got, man. I said there's a few questions. I thought it would be some fun discussions, um, a little wide variety there of stuff. But that's all I got for my segment. All right. So I'm going to wrap
0: the segment part up tonight. Um, so I, my, my kind of uh, little expertise is I watch a lot of college football uh, as players come into the NFL and perform and see who plays good, who doesn't. Uh, I have two spotlights tonight. I have my first one is uh, Patrick Queen, the linebacker from the Ravens. He was drafted twenty eighth overall. You know, some people said he was too short. He's um he's like six foot, so I'm taller than him. I think all of us might be taller than him, uh, close to it. So you know, um, right now he's a top rated uh, linebacker in NFL. He, he's twelfth in NFL in tackles. He has two sacks and had a touchdown in the game on Sunday against the Bengals. So, um. You know, Ravens always seem to produce linebackers that we don't know who they are. Um, so they drafted him in the first round. He's played well so far. Uh, my second uh, spotlight this week is James Robinson. He is the start running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, they, they released Nets after drafting him in the first round a few years ago, a couple spots ahead of uh, Christian McCaffrey. So he was top running back taken. And uh, they released him and... Plugged a rookie in there, and he's played well so far. He's 12th in the NFL in rushing yards with 333, averaging 4.6 yards a carry and three touchdowns. And he also has 19 receptions for 183 yards. So, you don't always, uh, you know, teams get lucky every once in a while and find that that diamond in the rough that goes undrafted and, and joins a team and performs well. Um, so, kudos to the Jaguars for finding them uh, maybe a running back for their future. that's all i have my segment uh this week so next we'll talk about the panthers briefly and their w they had um beating the arch rival falcons um so john i'll let you go first talk about the panthers
2: well the panthers look good i mean again i always expect there's going to be a game where maybe atlanta shows up the way they should be and they play to their skill level but julio jones wasn't there That, that that was lucky for us uh, we won the game 23-16, but we were we were in complete control. I felt the entire game. Teddy Bridgewater did his thing. No interceptions, which is huge. But look at Davis. Davis with 89 rushing yards, and he caught for what? He caught nine receptions for another 60 yards. Davis is is just showing up every single week. Deserves to be on the field even after CMC comes back. They got to incorporate those two. But I enjoyed the game. It's great to get a division win. We talk about it all the time. You can throw out the records. You can throw out everything you want to throw out. When you play in the division, it's always dangerous. So for us to be three and two right now, I couldn't be happier. What you got, Wayne?
3: Well, negatives. You know, they can't stop the run. They can't fucking stop the run. And against good teams, they're gonna get run over. You know, that's the biggest issue. It's great that they're three and two. They beat Atlanta. And, and you know they beat the Cardinals. They beat good teams. They beat obviously, but their run defense—they have rushing touchdowns this year already in five games. You know that's the most in franchise history. It's unreal. They're giving up you know 135 yards per game. A little bit better than this year at 143. You know, but again, it's one of the bottom half teams in the league. They can't stop the run. You win the game at the line of scrimmage, on both sides. You know that it's not going to sustain if they don't stop the run.
2: Very true.
1: All right, Ty, what you think? Josh, can I go next? Uh, I'm just going. Go I got on. some. I got yeah. a, a few thoughts, um, but I want to bounce off what Wayne said. Wayne, I totally agree with you. They can't. They, they can't stop the run. And uh, I got this NFL replay app that you can go in there. And wa- And the coolest part about it is you can go in there and watch coaches film. You see all 22 players all the time. You don't have the TV announcers, the commercials, nothing. You just watch the game film. And I did that this week. And the biggest thing I found was their tackling. I don't know if it was the off season or they're not you – know, I don't know if it's COVID-related. But I'm just going – to Tahir Whitehead gets blocked so easily and he misses tackles and he doesn't know which gap to go to. Barry Boston runs in there with his head down, and he completely whiffs on players. When you have your linebacker and your safety doing that, this is when these r- big runs pop off, and that's exactly what's going on, and that's why you're having Derrick Brown chase people 10 yards down the field. You're having Jeremy Chen come from the wheel spot to chase that. You know, so we're talking about in our group chat. Chen having all these tackles, he's coming from the wheel, but that's just because he's Jeremy Chen knows where the ball's going, and he's fast. So, you know, thankfully he's there. But the tackling has been absolutely atrocious. And, you know, we have a couple of decent tacklers. But for the most part, your, your your middle linebacker and your safety are literally tackling with their head down. Poor technique, especially for professionals. That's a big part of why that run defense is failing. If they can fix these things, I think they'll be better off. Um, for the game, like I said, coming in this week, I'm I'm always scared to play Atlanta because they always seem to show up against Carolina. And thankfully, Julio Jones wasn't there. But I think we did a good job of um, just showing up this week. And, you know, Calvin Ridley kind of went off for eight receptions, 136 yards. But other than that, I mean, I think I think they did a good job of making Matt Ryan look uncomfortable all day. Um, Brian Burns and your Yuture Grossmatos are literally two of the top ten defensive ends in the league. Burns is ranked number three and Grossmatos ranked number eight, I think, total overall so far. So they're doing a good job of getting the pass rush to Matt Ryan and making him look uncomfortable. Um, I think that was a big part of the scheme this week. The offense looks incredible. Teddy Bridgewater is doing a great job, and you know, and Teddy Bridgewater is a great quarterback, and nobody can argue that. And I, I think we've hit on it several times. The only reason there was some angst about Teddy getting signed was because I know Josh feels this way. Until the whole Cam situation went down, and then besides that, Teddy has been a Teddy been exactly what he needs to be. Is get the ball to his speedy receivers. He's got three of them. You saw DJ Moore absolutely fly by the whole Falcons defense, and they're going to do that every week. They have Robbie Anderson, they have DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel is the slowest one at 4.3, four point three four three nine forty. So when Christian comes back, you can't cover all four of those guys. So the offense is going to do a great job as long as Teddy keeps going for about three hundred yards. Um, but anyway, do uh, you guys hear me okay?
2: All right, so that was the Panthers, right? And I think – Josh, are you there? Josh is having technical difficulties, so we're going to move on to talking about the Ravens, and we're going to let Wayne go first. All right,
3: I want to say this. Marlon Humphrey should be defensive player of the year already. The fucker's amazing. I already said that we had the best secondary in the league many times before, and we do with Peters and him. Uh, But I got a negative. Baltimore ranks 31st in passing, okay? The only one team is worse than the Ravens at throwing the ball, and that's the New York fucking Jets. That's bad. We got to be able to throw the ball. We can. uh, It's the only way the Ravens are going to win is because they're going to be able – people are going to stop the run. you know? It's going to end up happening. They know how the Ravens are playing. If they can't throw the ball, they're one-dimensional. So it's just disappointing, and hopefully they get better as the weeks go on. But it ain't gonna get easy in November.
0: All right,
2: all right. I'm back. Josh, tell us what Yo, you think about hey, the Panthers, Josh. and we'll we'll continue on with all the right, Ravens. Some my thoughts on the
0: Panthers: uh, I think they played well in the first half. Um, Tay Bridgewater he had almost 300 yards passing in the first half, and then the second half it looked like they kind of let off the gas. Uh only got a field one field goal in the second half. Um and luckily hung on for a victory by a big interception by Burris in the end zone. they were toward the end. Uh I'm ready for Chris McCaffrey to come back and see what this offense could really do with him and Mike Davis in the backfield or J Stu Junior as I like to call him. Um but they look good this week and uh hopefully they can continue to play well.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, can you, John? Can you guys hear me? I wasn't sure. Sorry, I wasn't sure if my sound cut up in the last segment. I just want to point out there.